It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of the dictionary. All right, let's talk about these words. Oh, before I start, um, I should say that I did just look up that uh, division symbol. I mentioned it, oh, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe six episodes ago or something. Um, it is called an obelus. I don't know if that's the exact pronunciation. O-B-E-L-U-S, also called the division sign. Um, and basically what it means is... It is a, it's a pronunciation, they'll show it before a pronunciation or part of a pronunciation, and it, it is for a pronunciation that is uh, typically not standard or not typically accepted by those intellectual types. Um, for instance, cupolo instead of cupola, that one is not so accepted because typically the A at the end of cupola is never pronounced as an O, but some people like to do it that way, I guess. Um, also, instead of library, some people like to say library, but there's only, there's there's two R's. Uh, so yeah, they I guess they put a division sign before library for that one. Okay, thought you might like to know, I was curious. So, what's going on with you? Let's Read the first word, which is dangle. Dangle. Is that from Reno 911, Lieutenant? No. Sergeant Dangle? Is that his name? I never really watched that show that much, but it's pretty funny. Okay. Dangle, first form, verb from 1565, starting with intransitive. One, to hang loosely and usually so as to be able to swing freely. Like a, like a pendant, a necklace, maybe your hair, maybe a, another thing. Number two, to be a hanger-on or a dependent. So you got some kids or pets just dangling behind you, dangling, taking all the things that fall out of your pockets, the money, the food, the shelter, all of it. They're dangles. Three, to occur in a sentence without having a normally expected syntactic relation to the rest of the sentence. Uh, and then it gives an example. There's, so there's two things going on. There's, there's a, a, a context example. I don't know what the names of these are. There's, a, 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 there's an example in parentheses, and then there's a couple examples that use the word. So the first one is climbing, the word climbing in the quote, climbing the mountain, the cabin came into view. So I guess what it's saying is that this word climbing uh, does not have a syntactic relation to the rest of the sentence. Mm, I guess I'm not sure exactly how climbing the mountain, the cabin came into view. It's a dangle. We have more examples. A dangling participle. You gotta, you can't have those participles being dangling. Uh, I can't give you a good example of that because I am not an English major. Never was. But yes, it just, it's dangling at the end there, maybe. Another example, a dangling modifier. Let's have some examples of both of these. More specifically, what is a dangling participle or a modifier? 
Now we have transitive verb one. To cause to dangle. And the synonym is swing, as in dangled her feet in the water. Yep, your feet can dangle. Uh, and now I want to hear, I want swing music to be called dangle music. That, that doesn't, does, has, any, did any, has anybody ever used that? Ooh, this music really swings. It, just, it dangles there. 2A, to keep hanging uncertainly. To keep hanging uncertainly. 2B, to hold out as an inducement. To hold out as an inducement. I don't know what that is. Dangler is a noun. So they're making something dangle. This is probably of Scandinavian origin akin to the Danish word dangle, but they probably say it differently. And that means to get to... To dangle. Their word, which is spelled dangle, means to dangle. Um, yes. Let's see. I'm going to do a quick little scan of the word. See if anything jumps out at me as something that would make a good sound effect. Nope. All right. We're going to do... It's like a, the, the sound of a thing that's dangling. Not really. That's fine. Next word is the second form of dangle, noun from 1756. One, the action of dangling is dangle. Two, something that dangles. This word sounds weird. Next word is Daniel. Uh, It's not Danielle. No, it's just Daniel with a capital D. Noun from before the 12th century. Although I have a feeling that Danielle is directly related to this name, Daniel. One, the Jewish hero of the book of Daniel, who, as an exile in Babylon, interprets dreams, gives accounts of apocalyptic visions, and is divinely delivered from a den of lions. That was a little hard to say for some reason. Huh. Well, I hope that Daniel is the hero of the book of Daniel. It would be weird if it was Fred who was the book of the hero of the book of Daniel. Um, this is sounding very similar to Joseph in the Technicolor Dream Coat. Is that what it's called? Because um, he interprets dreams and other things. So is this, is this the same story, different story? Hmm. But that's uh, that's Daniel for you. Number two. A book of narratives, visions, and prophecies in canonical Jewish and Christian scripture. And then it says to see the Bible table. So, yeah, that makes sense. If uh, Daniel is the one who could do this, and then the book of Daniel talks about all these things. Narratives, visions, prophecies. What's what, Maybe I should read the Bible someday. Next word is... Danio. Yo, Danio. It's just spelled D A N I O. Now, bingo was his Danio was his name. Oh, no. Noun from circa 1889. Any of various small, brightly colored Asian syripnid fishes. The genera name, there's a couple of them for these, are just Danio. That's one of them. Danio. And Brachydanio. 
And then it says to compare to zebrafish. So maybe those are a type of Danio fish. Pew, 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 pew. That was a very weird dangle. Next word, Danish, with a capital D. First form, adjective from the 14th century of relating to or characteristic of Denmark, the Danes, or the Danish language. It's all Danish. Next is the second form of Danish, also with a capital D, noun. From the 15th century, one, the Germanic language of the Danes. They speak Danish. I don't, I don't know anything about that language. Number two, the plural of this one would also be Danish. You can't say Danish is. It has to be Danish. And it is a piece of Danish pastry. Which is our next word. I'm very excited about this one. Pew, boop, pew, pew. It is Danish pastry, noun from 1921. A pastry made of a rich raised dough. How do you like your Danish pastry? What, what do you like in there? I just like the, the cheese flavor, which is really more of like a, it's a sweet cheese. I don't know if I've ever had a vegan one. Maybe once. Oh, those are so good. But you could get flavors. You could get fruits, strawberry, raspberry, b- blueberry, peaches, apricot, all of those things you could probably get in a Danish pastry. Am I making you hungry? Pew, 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 pew. Next is dank. D-A-N-K. Adjective from 1573. Hmm. Unpleasantly moist or wet. And this is very similar to damp. We had that a few episodes ago. Uh, Unpleasantly moist or wet, as in a dank basement. A synonym is the word wet. Dankly is an adverb. And dankness is a noun. What is the the dankness of this basement? How dank is it? Boop, boop, boop. Next, we're getting into a bit of a French section here. Uh, the first one is danseur. I don't know. I don't know how we want to say this. You could say danseur, danseur. How how appropriate, danseur. It is spelled D A N S E U R. Noun from 1776. Oh, it is a male ballet dancer. A danseur. It doesn't seem terribly clever. But that's what it is. Yep, this is from French. Dancer, which means to dance. Dance, dance, dance. Okay, our next word. Pew, pew, pew. It is. Now I don't know how to say this. Okay, we got a few, a few pronunciations. Danseuse, danseurs, and then this third one, which is really the first one. I don't know how to say this. It it says O-E in the pronunciation thing, and there's a line over it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's something like danseuse, danseuse, noun from 1776 as well. And this one is a female ballet dancer. I did not know that they had different names. I, I just didn't know that. Whoop, pew, whoop, pew. Next is Dantian or Dantian with a capital D. 
adjective from 1785 of relating to or suggestive of Dante or his writings, especially having a hellish or bizarre quality. There's an example. It is a quote. Refugees lived a Dantean existence. And that is from A.E. Cowdery. Cowdery? Um, and so I don't know what refugees uh, A.E. was talking about. But whatever, it, who, whoever they were, whenever they were, wherever they were, they were living a hellish or bizarre quality of life. And that sucks. I've never read anything from Dante. Uh, we are not, Dante is not in this book, but I think wasn't Dante the one who had the seven circles of hell, Dante's Inferno, something like that. Boop, whoop, boop, boop. Next is Taoism. D, capital D, A-O-I-S-M. And this is a variation of Taoism with a T instead of a D. I think often it is pronounced, though, Taoism. Either way, maybe. You gotta wait a long time until we get to the T's for Taoism. You, that's it. Yep. Boop, 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 boop. Next is Daphne. D-A-P-H-N-E. Noun from 18, circa 1841. Any of a genus of Eurasian shrubs of the Mezerian, Mezerian family with apitalis flowers whose colored calyx resembles a corolla. So we've got some very specific plant words in here. The genus name is also Daphne, and uh, I guess that means laurel in Latin. Maybe we will post a picture of it, Daphne. Daphne, what is this? A shrub. It's a shrub. I, d I don't know if my dangle sound is accurate. What is it? Okay, next is Daphne again, with a capital D this time. Noun from the 15th century. A nymph in Greek mythology who is transformed into a laurel tree to escape the pursuing Apollo. And it looks, it seems to me, seems to me that this laurel tree is the thing that is named Daphne, this Eurasian shrub, because the la it's the Latin for laurel. I think that all makes sense. So this tree was named after Daphne, the nymph who climbed into the tree to escape from Apollo. Why? Why was Daphne escaping Apollo? Do we have to put a link in the show notes? So we can learn more about this. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Not climbed. Transformed. So Daphne is the tree. Transformed into a laurel tree. Hmm, that's even more interesting. Was, was Daphne able to untransform when Apollo left? Or was Daphne stuck like that forever? I, it's probably the forever one, knowing Greek mythology. Next is Daphnia, noun from 1847, any of a genus of minute freshwater brachiopod crustaceans with biramis antennae used as locomotor organs. And it says to compare to water flea. So maybe these are a kind of water flea? Oh, 
this was fun. This one was great. Uh, okay, they live in fresh water, not salt water. So it's like a lake, a river. Brachiopod crustaceans. I don't really remember what brachiopod means. Something about the feet. They got a certain kind of feet. The, their antennae are biramis or biramis. No clue what that is. I'm sure I read it, although maybe not. Maybe this one's too specific to be in the dictionary. Can't remember. Something with their antennae, which are used to move them their bodies around. Locomotor organs. They move around with these antennae. I think we gotta maybe post a picture of one of these, too. The genus name is also Daphnia. It's a water flea, I guess. Beep. Next is Daphnis, capital D-A-P-H-N-I-S, noun from 1563, a Sicilian shepherd renowned in Greek mythology as the inventor of pastoral poetry. A Sicilian shepherd renowned in Greek mythology. So is this, this is different than Daphne. Daphne is the one who turned into the laurel tree. Daphnis is the one who seems to be also part of Greek mythology, they invented pastoral poetry. Well, thank you, Daphnis. One more word for this episode. It is dapper. Adjective from the 15th century. 1A, neat and trim in appearance. 1B, very spruce and stylish. Two, alert and lively in movement and manners. It is a very rare occasion for me to be dapper. I am rather not dapper in my day-to-day experience. My clothes are just kind of, I don't know, you could almost call me a schlub. Not dapper at all. But you know what? It's kind of fun to be dapper sometimes. Dapperly is an adverb. Dapperness is a noun. All right, the words we had today, the words they were, they were the words which were this, dangle, dangle, Daniel, Danio, Danio, I think that's how you say it, Danio, Danish, Danish, Danish pastry, that's got a good shot at being the word of the episode, dank, dansur, dansus, dantian, Taoism. Daphne, Daphne, Daphnia, Daphnis, and Dapper. I think I am debating between between Danish pastry and Dapper. They're very similar, but only one can be the winner. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not so sure. You know, all the other ones were great contenders, but maybe we just need to go with Danish pastry because I have a reputation to uphold. That's it. Danish pastry. Danish pastry. You got the dough and you got the filling. You're a... No. You are a Danish pastry. So the Danes must have invented this pastry. That's what it seems like. Good job, Danes. That's going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye!